I want to bring you a fresh word from the Lord. A single word, actually. So if you get lost in all that I do today, just keep coming back to home plate. And that word is agree, agree, agree. In the original Greek, it's even more beautiful. It's the word symphoneo. Wow, symphoneo, from which we get the word symphony. In the amplified version of Matthew 18, Jesus said, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, that is, harmonize together. You say, Brother Gurley, you've never try, heard me try to do that. If you agree, you're harmonizing together. If you agree, you're making a symphony together. If you will agree about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass. Did it say maybe? It will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers, enter into my name, there I am in the midst of them. Before we go any further and I give you my title, let me just say this. There is a creative miracle that God's wanting to do in this building. That God is shaping up something just for you. And you need to open your heart and mind and say, I'm going to receive that through agreement today in the name of Jesus. Will you agree with me in that? Will you agree with me? Amen. So when two or three agree, they form a symphony. Look at your neighbor and say, can I join your symphony? Yeah. Amen. And God bless you. Please, you may be seated. At the outset of the church's existence, we were given a divine directive. They were in one mind, one place, one accord, where there can be a melding of hearts, a blending of callings and giftings, a marriage of generations, a union of purpose and mission. When people get together and agree, there's a symphony. We come here probably from every corner of this city. You come from different backgrounds. You come with all sorts of baggage and all sorts of issues. With different struggles, you, one may struggle with the health, another has a budget issue. We're all struggling to fill our cars with gas right now. One may be here with mind-numbing fatigue, someone in this building may not have slept for days peacefully. You have troubles beyond measure, stress, eating at your bones, wounds that won't heal, trials that are not quite triumphs, hurts compounded by hurts, and yes, those beautiful brothers and sisters who pour salt in abundance on our wounds. We come with regrets and broken promises and shattered dreams, with relationships perhaps hanging on by a thread, with decisions bearing down on us that we've got to wake this, make this week, with dread like the proverbial sword of Damocles hanging over our heads, chronic issues, 
mass slipping, and yet here we are, we come. We come because we innately know that if I can just see brother so-and-so, and if I can just hear that praise team sing, if I can just get with my people, if we can just get together, then somehow, some way, we're gonna find the answer that we need. We come knowing, oh, we come knowing that just by showing up, we've given the enemy a black eye. <laughs> and that we can turn the tide and we discover life's lasting answer. We come finding shoulders to lean on, finding unity, and no problem is too big, no issue unsolvable, no force so powerful that together we can't conquer it. Because folks, this Christian life, being a part of Atlanta West, you're a symphony. You're incomplete in yourself. You're incapable in yourself. Alone, you don't have the answers. Adrift, you don't have heaven's resources. But when we get together and play our part and keep our eyes on the conductor, we know and the world is gonna see and hell is gonna know and all of Atlanta's gonna know that God still elevates the meek and lowly that there is an apostolic church uh, in this city uh, and we are an army with banners, uh, a force uh, to be dealt with, a bright shining beacon of hope, the last hope for all of mankind. Two or three, a symphony. If you believe that, stand to your feet, put your hands together and give God praise. Hallelujah. Enemy, you better watch out. Atlanta West is on the move. It is on the move right now. There are miracles in this house to happen here today. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now look at your neighbor and say, I'll let you join my symphony. Amen. You may be seated yet again. The most beautiful words in all apostolic service. You may be seated again. That we are oneness is a given. We believe there's one God and no moss. He is the I am that I am. Has a thousand different names and titles and scriptures. In the last days, we now possess his highest name at the name of Jesus every head had better bow every knee is going to bend if you can call it by a name that name is higher and everything bows to the name of Jesus Christ oh. and if you've never yet been baptized calling on that name this is a good day amen his name is linked in the Old and New Testament because Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. He is the invisible made visible. He's the God above made the God below. The express image of God, God in Christ, or as William Booth Cliburn wrote in that great oneness classic, the great creator became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. 
And since he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Paul said in Colossians 2, 9, ye are complete in him. That means there's no wound he can't heal. There's no problem he can't fix. There's no situation beyond, beyond his reach. We serve one Lord, one faith. We have one baptism. That we are oneness is a given. Amen? Do I have any Jesus name believers in the house? There's no doubt we're oneness, but sometimes we struggle being one. We ace the exams on oneness, yet test us on being one, and we have to stay after class a little while for some tutoring. We excel in singularity, I mean mine and myself, but we struggle with solidarity. We can quote the Shema in Deuteronomy 6, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, but we struggle with that high priestly prayer in John 17 that Jesus prayed that they all may be one. Can we go to that place today? That place of creative miracles that is found only in agreement? Paul gives the abiding principle of Scripture, first the natural, then the spiritual. And if we look to the natural, you're going to see the spiritual. And if we look to nature, you're going to see that everything is related, everything. This forms the premise for the so-called theory of everything that Einstein was trying to formulate. That every atom, every molecule, every breath mint, I just threw that in there, every cell, every organ, every animal, bird, fish, individual group, the Atlanta Braves, the Houston Astros. Okay, well, maybe we went a little far there. Every star is somehow connected. In Genesis 1, we read of the three contexts. Everything created was put in its context. It was put in the skies, it was put in the seas, or it was put on land. And so you look to the skies and you see first the natural, then the spiritual. The migratory patterns of the Canadian geese, the ruby-throated hummingbirds, the monarch butterflies. Individually, they're captivated. But when you see them all together moving totally in sync one with another, it just takes your breath away. Starlings are a common enough species of birds, but they become uncommon when they fly together. Nature teaches us some things. The dance of the starlings is a majestic display of synchronicity that's hard to imagine. Those flocks sometimes number in the millions, but they know what each other is about to do. Introduce a predator into the starlings, and it all makes sense. The choreography serves a purpose because the natural enemy, the peregrine falcon, will attack the starlings to kill, but those birds begin to fly in perfect harmony, knowing it's under attack. And they synchronize their flying in complex ways such that the enemy gets confused. One starling makes a meal for a predator, but five million moving in concert, agreeing together, makes for an empty plate. I wonder if those birds can teach us some things. 
that you get a few saints of God moving in the same direction with the same purpose and the same mind and the enemy is scattered. I say let God arise and let our enemies be scattered. Amen? What's true in the sky is also true in the sea. Fish, school, that means they're smarter than birds, I guess. I don't know. And to, to school, these fish swim together. They'll point in the same direction. They move in harmony. They don't go off on their own. And that togetherness is not without a purpose, rhyme, or reason. But by staying together, they seem bigger than what they really are. And their collective size confuses and intimidates their enemy. I just wonder if fish are trying to teach us some things. Uh, oh my, that you confuse and confound the enemy when you say, I'm not going to let that offend me. I, I don't care if I got the solo. It, it doesn't matter if someone else got to go first. They're my brother. They're my sister. We're in this thing together and we're going to seek God. Do something amazing in our midst. We've looked at the skies and the seas. It's also true of land that animals herd. Life is difficult in the Arctic. Arctic wolves seek to devour young muskox. With, 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 with the sheer size of the wolf pack, the musk oxen are in constant danger. Wolves will try to get them to run knowing the young can't keep pace. And don't you ever doubt the, the enemy always singles out the solo. Those that are alone. I'm going to stay with the herd, folks. I'm going to stay with the herd. Oh, my. Because if those musk oxen will stand shoulder to shoulder, doesn't matter if it's just a few of them, just a few of those musk oxen standing shoulder to shoulder and the wolf pack is repelled. It doesn't take the whole church getting together to pray for one person to have the victory. It just takes two or three because when two or three agree, he shows up. The conductor shows up and makes everything I just got to stay within touching distance of my brother and my sister and we're going to make it if we stay close together. Animals teach us that on land, but also plants teach us that. One aspen colony in southern Utah is considered the largest and oldest living thing in the world. It's called pando, a Latin word meaning to extend or to spread, and that's what it does. Tens of thousands of genetically identical trees, each sharing a common root system. No one standing alone, each entwined with each other at the root level. All united together, and when the winds blow, you can almost hear it whistling and whispering through the leaves. United, we stand. I'm not going to let the enemy try to make me think that I can make it all by myself. But I need you, and you need you, 
and second service needs first service, and first service needs second service, and needs Wednesday night, and children serve. Every generation, we need each other because we're not going to make it in 2022 by ourselves, but together it can grow and grow and grow and grow and cover all of this area. Paul asked, doth not nature itself teach us some things. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said, in a real sense, all of life is interrelated. All men are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny, like Christ's raiment at Calvary. That single garment of destiny should not be torn. I never want to be guilty of trying to tear the unity. I never want to be guilty of trying to destroy something that's beautiful and precious uh, and was meant to be seamless uh, in the sight of God. We are all interrelated. Uh, but here comes the powerful part. Not only are we interrelated, but it's for a reason. Because we are better together. Where two or three are gathered together, where we agree, agreement is a massive symphony. Oh, it can sound louder than anything you're facing right now. The song of unity and agreement can repel any wolf pack that is coming your way. Dr. King would also say, we either choose community or we get chaos. I choose community. I choose being with my brothers and being with my sisters. I'm not that solo spiritual guy that's going to go to a monastery somewhere. I'm not made to break away into my own little pocket of self interest not made to bite and devour somebody I was made for you and you were made for me and we're in this thing together somebody praise him right now it was an observation God made about mankind in Genesis 2 and it still holds true it's not good for man to dwell alone. Solomon said two are better than one. Yes, yes. The first recorded words of Adam were when God gave him a wife. I'll leave you to draw your own conclusions from what I just said. But he said she shall be called woman for out of man she was taken. Use two words there. Ish and Isha. Ish is the Hebrew word for man. Isha, the Hebrew word for woman. Two of the three letters are the same in each word, Aleph and Shin. One letter differs in man, Yot, the first letter of the divine name. One letter differs in woman, He, the second letter of the divine name. That when a man and woman come together, a third joins Yahweh, Jehovah God. Where two or three are gathered, I am. I am is in the midst of the Umar. Oh my, oh my. But by the way, if you took yot out of man and hey out of woman, you're left with the two letters, Aleph and Sheen, that are together. And that means in the Hebrew, a consuming fire. You have a choice 
of getting God into the situation or having nothing but friction and frustration. I choose God. I want God in my life. To have God in my life, I got to get an agreement. When I get in agreement, here he comes. When I'm out of agreement, I get nothing but friction and frustration. Oh, praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost in that. I'm a part of the church of the living God, the ecclesia, the called out ones. I am in communion with the saints of the most high God. That's what it's all about. We're not an island. What do I mean by better together? Well, I mean we're stronger together. In the year of 1885, uh, I may have been alive then. Tessie, I don't think you were. You're a little younger than that. There was a World Series of mule team competition. That's not the World Series you were thinking of. It was held in Chicago, Illinois, and the winning team of mules pulled something like 9,000 pounds, just a little more than what you could pull. I know, just a little. A little more than what you guys bench pressed last week. Second place team pulled a little less. Somebody got the idea, let's hook both teams up to the sled and see what the two winning teams can pull. They thought it'd be twice nine, maybe, 18,000 pounds. However, those two teams pulled over 30,000 pounds. And those mule team drivers watched, and they knew something. They said, if you can get teams like that pulling together, synergy takes place. Synergy is found in symphony, that when there's harmony, the total exceeds the sum of the parts. That two plus two equals nine. That when we get together, something happens. It's found in the Bible. If one puts a thousand to flight, two puts 10,000 to flight, two are better than one. You get two people together and saying, honey, we're going to stand and we're going to pray until that prodigal comes home. We're going to believe together until you get the answer you need. We're going to believe until you, you've got a full tank of gas. We're going to believe until the pantry is full. We're going to believe you watch two people when they get together. It means we're stronger together. We can see more happen together. Okay, folks, this is a tricky part. Do you know what a metronome is? Um, if you're playing a piano or something to keep rhythm, there's a metronome, you know, click, clock, click, clock, click, something like that. Well, do you know that if you take two metronomes, put them on a surface capable of vibrating, something unusual will begin to happen. They may start out of sync. But just give them a few moments, they'll get in sync together. You say, well, that's weird. I, I don't know if I believe that. Well, would you believe four metronomes if you got four? They will eventually get in sync together. What about seven? It's true with seven. It's true with 32 of them. This may take a little longer. Fast forward just a bit. You got, you got room for one more? It's true if you put a hundred of them together. 
You just give them some time. They'll find out where each other is and they'll start getting in sync with one another. If people would only do what those metronomes do, if they would work together and say, pastor's vision is my vision for this church. The Lord's doctrine is my doctrine and my family's doctrine. And you get in step one with another. The power of God is unleashed. Do you know that's why marching soldiers have to break step when they cross bridges? Because the sympathetic frequency would destroy the bridge. You've got to agree and nothing will get in your way. Every wall of Jericho is going to come down. Every unanswered prayer will start getting an answer. Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be something here in the dog days of summer if long-standing chronic needs uh, started getting answered uh, and we start seeing uh, a late summer and early fall uh, of one miracle after another uh, and things that have been dreamed about in this church for a long time uh, started happening uh, all around us. Uh, I believe it's happening, folks. Uh, I believe it's happening. Uh, when we agree, uh, we make a symphony. Somebody, time out. Let's praise him a little while. Do you have a hallelujah? Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Maybe seated. So, Brother Johnson, am I supposed to tell him, get off YouTube right now and quit looking at metronomes? Is it? Okay, you heard the pastor, all right. What does it mean we're better together? We're wiser together. The minor prophet Micah said, God delivered Israel from bondage, led them to the promised land by the hands of Moses, Miriam, and Aaron, siblings. A prayer warrior, a worshiper, and a worker. Doesn't matter what your ministry is, it's needed. But it's not just your ministry needed. We need the other ministries too. Notice we got the genders in here. We've got Miriam in the midst of two brothers. We need all the giftings. We need, we need every, every one of the five-fold giftings of the ministry. We need it all in the body of Christ. We can't just be a shouting church. We need to be a word church. Is that all right? We, we, we can't just be a working church. We need to be a worshiping church. We need it all, folks. Because what God wants to do through Atlanta West would blow your minds. I just really believe it. I really believe it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. Can I just stray off my message a little bit? I do this for the people who heard me the first hour, that this gives them something. I'm throwing them a bone. No, really, I'm doing this because I felt impressed. My son-in-law asked me, uh, my other son-in-law, not Ryan, asked me, had you read this book? And I said, I think I did. I downloaded it. It was 30,000 feet on a plane and started reading it. And I realized I've read this book. But I thought, well, I need to read it again. And it was a story of a man who had been hurt in a crash. 
and he met seven different individuals. The last individual he met was not on earth but in heaven. It was Gabriel. And Gabriel walked this gentleman through a gigantic cavernous space. And as he looked, he saw shelves going as high as he possibly could see. It was as big as he could possibly imagine. He would pick up something on a table and say, Gabriel, what's that? And he said, that's the cure for a specific form of lung cancer that if one of three people asked for it, God would give it to him. He said, wow. And uh, he said, what is that? And he would begin to explain everything. It was just shelves going forever filled with things. And finally, finally the man stopped and said, what is this place? He said, this, these, this place is where all of the answers to unasked prayers can be found. This is what God is willing to do, but nobody's asked him for it. Folks, if there is a shelf in heaven that's got your name on it, you need to agree with somebody in this building and say that shelf is going to be tipped. And I want the entirety of the blessings. Let me just, I, I, let me just get real plain. There is a shelf. If there is a shelf that's got Atlanta West name on it, I don't know what all is on that shelf, but it would blow your mind. I just believe that in agreement, there's some people that are going to get a hold of that shelf and say, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us those gifts. We want those miracles. We want, oh my, I felt that. We want that miracle. We want that answer to prayer. We want a city shaking, a revival. We want everybody who is anybody and everybody who is nobody to know the power of the presence of God that is in this place. Oh, somebody give it up for Jesus right now. I pray somebody catches a glimpse of what's on your shelf and say, I'm not going to give up. Would you help me get that blessing in my life? I praise God. We are wiser together. We are wiser. Strategically, David's three fighting divisions, three nephews, three brothers, Joab, Abishai, and Azahel, those three brothers led the three fighting divisions, and they had a pact. You can read about it in 2 Samuel 10. Here was the pact. Joab would say, as a hell, if you get in trouble, call me, and I will come help you. And if I get in trouble, if the enemy's too much for me, you come help me. Wow. Folks, we're stronger and wiser together. And the mind of Christ begins to emerge. We are more effective together. And since humor, let's see, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, and we learned this week that laughter is cardiac exercise. I bring you a video. Just get ready. It's, it, it's going to take you back. Are you ready? Do, do your seats have seat belts? If they do, buckle up. This is, this, this, you're, you're not ready for this. We're more effective together. But we were meant to be in symphony. Go ahead, guys. Let them see it. It's terrible. know that ministered to you 
But there's nothing more grotesque than a one-man band. <laughs> Folks, there are no Lone Rangers in this thing. You remember Lone Ranger sidekick was Tonto in, in Spanish. That roughly means crazy. I'm being kind. And Tonto, you remember what he called the Lone Ranger, Kimosabe, which in Spanish, Kimosabe, which means, baby, baby, you ain't got a clue. Lone Ranger and Tonto formed the fellowship of the crazy and the clueless. This is the 21st century, folks. You're not going to make it without locking arms with brothers and sisters. The Lone Ranger is dead. Long live the posse. I hereby deputize you to go reach Atlanta. I hereby deputize this posse uh, to go round up every miracle, uh, every gift of God, uh, every promise uh, that has been made over this church uh, for 60 odd years. I say it's coming. I say it's now. I say it happens. And we agree. Oh, somebody praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Ah. Ah. Can you give me two more minutes? Famous last words. There's a journey that we need to take. It's a journey from me to we. I love the old songs. I have, a, I have Pentecostal praises published in 1948 sitting on, uh, on my desk. I love the old songs. But I will admit that many of them were sort of me-centered. There's a lot of reasons for that. I, I found the Pentecostal song site, number of songs beginning with the word I, 117. Number of songs beginning with the word my, 29. Number of songs beginning with personal pronouns, 146. Number of songs beginning with we, 22. Our, 8. Total plural pronouns, 30. By a seven-to-one margin, we emphasize me more than we. And folks, this me-first mindset is going to kill us in the last days. It isolates us. It weakens us. Fifty-nine times in the New Testament, you read the phrase, one another. Jesus used it. John used it. Paul used it. Honor one another. Forgive one another. Submit to one another. Encourage one another. Confess your sins to one another. That's one of the new small groups this fall. A sin confessions, no, no, I'm teasing, 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 The other is greet your brother with a holy kiss, small, no, no, we're not, no. And John closes out his writings with that phrase, love one another. Folks, it's not just about me. It's about we. It's about all of us. This journey is not a solid... Paul did not ask if God be for me, who can be against me. But he did say, if God is for us, who can be against us? I can't be who and what I'm meant to be unless you become who you're meant to be. Because in community... We're going to achieve our destiny. We're going to walk in the light as he is in the light. We're going to have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ will do its thing where there's agreement and unity and fellowship in the house. Can you, can you give it up to Jesus right now?
That great revival in Ethiopia that numbered in the millions. That great revival in the Philippines that I think has numbered two million now. They never prayed for revival. They prayed for unity. Because if we can be unified and get in one mind and one accord, the 120 are going to get the Holy Ghost. The 3,000 are going to be saved. The 5,000 will be reached. Uh, Oh my, we just got to get arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder, and say together, we are going to, boy, oh my, my, together, we are going to finish what the apostles started, and we're going to end the last day's church with the revival like no other. It's your revival. It's your family. It's your friends. They're coming back. They're coming back. Oh, praise God. Musicians, come give these people some hope that I'll shut up. When the Israelites traveled to Jerusalem for one of three assigned feasts, they sang songs of degrees, songs of ascent. In fact, latest archaeological dig there in Jerusalem, they found the old entrance into the old city. And you know what you'll find? Fifteen gigantic broad steps where they could stand, and the guides will tell you, we believe this is where they would stand on one step and sing the first climbing psalm. Second step, when you got to the next to the last step, you were at Psalm 133.1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. When you agree, you invite the conductor. And Jesus said, when you agree, Anything and everything becomes possible. What could happen in your life if you would just find someone to say, would you agree with me about this? Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. I feel the Holy Ghost in that. You perhaps knew that symphony that played at the beginning. It's Beethoven's Night, the Ode to Joy. In the lyrics, when that choir started singing, The lyrics speak of the magical, mystical power when division melts and all men become brothers. The power when we realize we're in a brotherhood and we're in a sisterhood. We're in this thing together. We're in this thing together. I am... I was reading in the Talmud a few years back. The Talmud is the Jewish writings and teaching of the law. The, The passage that I read dealt with when Moses took the tablets. You remember, Moses is the only guy that broke all Ten Commandments in nanoseconds, okay? And, you know, he had to... Carve them out. First, when the finger of God wrote them, next, when he had to carve them out all by himself. And, and I always, in my mind, thought in the Ark of the Covenant was the golden pot of manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets that he carved out by themselves. But the Jews point out in the scripture, they point out their understanding that both the whole tablets and the broken tablets were beneath the blood. They call the whole tablets the holy law. 
and they call the broken tablets the broken law. And they say it's the essence of all community is that we can come together both holy and broken under the blood. There's power when you get together. There's power. Can we stand all over this house right now? I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. We feel the Holy Ghost in this house. That the Lord is doing something. Mm -mm. Jesus said, again I say. In other words, we forget. We forget the power that's found in agreement. Three stories for where the temple is. Let me end with this. But the temple of Solomon would be built on Mount Zion because they believed that Mount Zion was the ancient Moriah where Abraham offered Isaac. They believed that it was the threshing floor where David offered full sacrifice and full payment to stay the plague that killed 70,000 people. That's good. That's both Bibles. But there's a third belief, it's very old, the Jews believe. The Jews believe that the temple, not just the temple, but the Ark of the Covenant itself was placed in a certain geographical spot because it was a threshing floor, they think. They believe that two brothers owned that threshing floor. They believe the brother over here married, had children, the brother over there was single. It was harvest time and the harvest was great and the threshing floor was full of bound sheaves. Whew. I pray that for this section right here. But this harvest, the harvest in your lives is going to be bigger than you can imagine. It's going to be a 30, 60, 100 kind of thing. I'm praying that for this right here. I'm praying that this section can't hold who all will come into this church through you. I'm praying that. I'm believing that. That before the first frost comes, miracles are going to happen and you're going to see people. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. I'm praying before 2022 passes, should the Lord tarry, is coming. The miracles you've wanted. The miracles you've wanted. Pastor, the dreams, the dreams, the dreams will come to fruition. Two brothers, one married, one unmarried, midnight, harvest time, each laying in bed thanking God for the harvest. The one that was married thought about his brother all alone, and he said, my brother lives for the harvest. I've got more than what I need. I'm going to take some of my sheaves from my side of the threshing floor and put them on his side. Same time, the single brother was saying, I don't need as much as my other brother. My brother does. He's got a wife and family and kids. And I'm going to take sheaves from my side. And I'm going to put them on his side of the threshing floor. At midnight, two brothers meet. Brother, come here. Come up here with me. Come stand opposite me. Just stand right over there. Just face me. Just turn and face me. At midnight, two brothers met in the middle of the threshing floor with their arms full of sheaves. And they realized what each other were doing. And the story goes, they dropped the sheaves and they reached for each other. Reach for me right here. And in the reaching, that's the cherubim memorialized. The reaching of two brothers over a heart of generosity. 
and gratitude, saying, God's been good to us. God's been good. And sins will be remitted. And the Shekinah glory, this is where God will put his name. And this is where God's presence is going to come down when brothers agree. Thank you, my brother. May God bless you. May God bless you.